There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery. Code Wondery. Welcome to the Nurse Podcast number 872. Um, Can just, I talk, is it okay if I talk now? I mean, I guess. Hey, everybody. It's Will Wheaton. <laughs> and... Ava Richardson, Chris's less rude friend. <laughs> we just we were recording something else, and then I was doing this intro, so I just asked them to sit in. But very first, uh, this episode brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work on, on, on the internet, or if you want to make a store to sell products and services, or a blog to share your ideas. Will, you've, you've written a, a weblog before. Yes. Uh, since what year? 2000. <laughs> since the year 2000. Since the year 2000. Oh, my God. That's 17 years ago. There are people listening to this who were just born. Not oh, yeah, yeah, I know. And they're like, I'm sorry, who are you? Yeah, No, 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 no. They're like, hey, it's Will Wheaton from the weblog. <laughs> right. The old weblog. Squarespace from, the, from the old days. From the old days. Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move a reality. Uh, there's beautifully designed templates. There's customizable features. You can make an entire website uh, simply, intuitively, and just add and arrange your content with a click of a mouse. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code WHATAPRIL. That's right, Nerdist, to yeah. get 10% off your first purchase. How did you not know it was Nerdist? I put in I put in the offer code Nerdist on every website I go to, just was, in case. This is why you come to rehearsal, April. Yeah, performance anxiety there. I had no idea what to say. Katie, uh, Katie, there's a Nerdist community corkboard where Katie will announce things that are happening in the Nerdist community. I do. For fans, by fans. Yes, the first one uh, is uh, Matthew Hot. Right, so my friends and I have started our own podcast to describe and show evidence in speech, language, and hearing disorders. They are attempting to describe it in a way that is easily understood by all, similar to what Bill Nye does for science, and uh, they wanted to do it with hearing and speech. And May is Hearing and Speech Month as well. The podcast is called Speech Science, and you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, everywhere, or speechscience.org. And then also the Best Friends Super Adoption is coming to both L.A. and New York the first weekend of June. Well, I don't understand. You hate animals. I, I do. I hate animals so much. That's why I'm always promoting animals because I just hate them. Uh, there Every will be... animal I need is like super into you. I'm like, we get it. You like Katie. You like Katie. <laughs> I know. She gives you a lot of attention. Take Jeez. it down and us. Uh, there will be hundreds of dogs, cats, and even some bunnies for you to meet and hopefully adopt. Plus, there will be food trucks, photo booths, pet supply, boutiques, and way more. It's a lot of fun, and there's only one goal to find uh, homes for as many animals as possible. In New York, it's at the Metropolitan Pavilion on 18th and 6th, uh, June 2nd through 4th. And in L.A., it's in Warner Park Ranch in Woodland Hills, June 3rd and 4th. Go to bestfriends.org to find out more info. Yeah, so I saw something on Reddit, and then I kind of jumped down a rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. It was really more of a foxhole because it was about the silver fox being 
this super domesticated, like, they just bred generation of foxes and then, like, only they weeded out the ones that connected with humans the most. And now there's, like, a domestic a, a domestic fox called the silver fox and it's gorgeous so i was just like it, that you can have as a, well maybe not just, in california because there are weird there are laws it's so domesticated that it just sits on the couch and complains the entire <laughs> time <laughs> like how, how dinner isn't ready it lives in a tree and just spouts out wes anderson dialogue but it, <laughs> oh uh, that fox but it uh <laughs> but it but i so i went to a page I'm like i wonder if you can and you can totally just like people breed them and you can just have them do they live like with are, can they cohabitate with other species uh, I believe they, you know, I'm gonna. I shouldn't answer that because I don't know the answer to that. I, but I feel like in my gut, I feel like mm, this is maybe something you're not supposed to do. I don't think you're supposed to are do. That's a wild fennec animal. Foxes? Fennec foxes are pretty fucking cute. But fennec foxes, if you ever watch videos of fennec foxes, yeah. and it's just like people just watching them run around, like Superman circling the Earth to turn it the other way. Like they'll just yeah. run around in circles and go. Like they're super, yeah. they're super loud and they tear shit up. You know why? Because they need I, to live in the wild. I saw one at a zoo someplace, and it was the cutest thing I have they're ever seen adorable in my life. I AF. didn't know that they could turn the earth backwards, though. That's they can turn really the earth impressive. backwards, yeah, to save the woman they love. I, I, yeah. I feel like maybe we should be mobilizing the fennec foxes of the world to maybe take change time a little bit. I they feel like to, that would be really good for us. They had to save the world from Fox Luthor. Ah! Ah! Myself. Uh, this, <laughs> this episode is Michael Fassbender and Danny McBride, uh, who are – listen, Danny McBride, I already know is hilarious because I know Danny and he's amazing. They're both, by the way, they're promoting Alien Covenant, which is a blast and you should go see it and they're both fucking great in it. I uh, was going to come see that with you, but I had dinner with friends and my friends fucking canceled dinner. Oh! Like worst. a half hour too late for me to get in the car and drive down to that meet you sucks. for the screening of the movie. You know, the I lesson mean, is don't have friends. Don't have friends. Yeah. I know. Listen, this is what I've been saying They'll forever. They'll always let you down. Ever. Yeah, always friends let are the worst. Down. They're the worst. You should People just be a lonely missing Stay away from them. But, uh, it's a good movie? It's great. And Danny is... Uh, uh, Danny's great in the movie, and so and Fastbender is amazing and everything. But Danny got here a little bit earlier than Fastbender, and he was like, "Yeah, Fastbender's really funny." And I met him once years ago, and he was really nice and really cool. And uh, he goes, "He's really nice. He's really cool. He's really funny." And he's Michael Fastbender is legit hilarious. You know who I always confuse him with in my head? The Riverdance guy, <laughs> Michael Flatley. I guess not remotely the same. Well, I know, I know. I mean, not I guess because you're racist Irish. against Irish <laughs> yeah. people. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> so we all do the river dance, do we? Yeah, yeah totally. I, 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 okay. First of all, I'm Irish, so I can't be racist <laughs> against Irish people. We're a bunch of potato eating mix. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but also, um, I'm Scottish, so I can hate the Irish side of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you. That's why uh, you and the one thing we agree on is how much we hate the English. Uh, but um, <laughs> I, I didn't. I just. I never. I'm not hip with what the kids are into these days so i just thought like oh it's the same guy you know no this i'm mostly racist against the michael's there's yeah. it's just I it's michael's. I can, you mean the hobby shop <laughs> you won't go to the craft store i'll never go to the craft store i don't know let me tell you about those people i make sure all my yarn is locally sourced yeah <laughs> all my, my all my buttons for for plush owl toys are i make them myself i want my candle molds to be all locally uh, grown by farmers so michael fassbender amazing danny mcbride hilarious uh friday may 19th is when alien covenant opens this episode also brought to you by casper which is uh an amazing mattress company that makes obsessively engineered mattresses at a shockingly fair price will wheaton 
So there's supportive memory foam. There's... Wait, are you making a are you making a sideways comment about my bed that you've never been in? Well, <clears throat> the last one of my beds you were in was when you fucked the snake out of the cage. This sir. is getting deep, and that was a very long this time ago. This is an ago. intro because this needs to be an episode. That was, whatever. That was, was near. Said. That was this nearly was thirty the... years ago, sir. If you want to hear the fuck the snake out of the cage story, you need to listen to the first time Will was on the Nerdist okay. podcast from like. A hundred years, years ago. ago. All right, I and, will. And that story, you will understand what that means. That actually does mean something. It does. All right. And there's a real story behind it that was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life. So would you say, like, that Casper mattresses fuck the snake out of the cage? Is I that mean, how good they are? I don't know if Casper would say that. I would say Casper the ghost is dead Richie Rich. I would say <laughs> Yeah, that. of course you would say but, that because uh, it's true. It's <laughs> all kinds of true. Casper mattresses, <laughs> you can try for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. And if you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. They understand the importance of sleeping on a mattress before you commit, especially since you spend like a third of your life on it. So uh, with over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars out of 5, it is quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Get 50 bucks toward any mattress by visiting casper.com slash Nerdist. Use the offer code WhatApe. Nerdish! Yay! If if you don't like it and they come to pick it up, do they have a dude that like sits with you and you can talk it out? I mean, I had a hundred terrible nights. Let me me see if I can ruin your sponsor. Um, If there's one thing I know, true that they're full of bees. It's one thing that I know about about people who are delivering things is that they love to just take a break from their day and And they like sit around and chat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say this about Danny McBride, please, because he grew up not far from where I did in Georgia. And his sense of humor, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life is during a season of Eastbound and Down where he was yelling and he does the best insults. Because when you grow up in the South, especially being poor is like the worst insult you could say to a kid. You know what I mean? Like you don't have cool stuff because you're poor. Right. And he yells at the guy and he goes, where'd you get those clothes, Gap Baby? (laughs) It's just like, the fuck is it's wrong? And it's also, what's wrong with that? It's just And it's Danny thing. McBride, too. Yes, yes. I always confuse him with uh, Danny Zucker. Nope. Uh, different guys. <laughs> All the Dannys look the same to me. <laughs> no. I feel like you have a real name issue. <laughs> told, listen, it's not me. It's my dad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Chris Evans. What? I know. I thought, I, well, I've always mistaken no, I, you for Chris Pratt. But you have hey. the same muscles. But you have the... <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad I tattooed this star on my chest. <laughs> the red, white, and blue rings around it. What a great idea. Guys, I got to go do some reps. <laughs> you know, a body like this does not lift itself. You probably recover from all those reps in one of those fine Casper mattresses. <laughs> wow, bringing it around. Oh, How about that? Really I'll good, post right? pictures of it on my Squarespace website. Yeah. Oh, look at what we, we did. did it, guys. We did it. It's the end of the intro. Will Wheaton, Neighbor Richardson, me, Chris Hardwick. Katie, number 872, Michael Fassbender, Danny McBride, Rural Living. Now entering Nerdist.com. Yeah, it's never ended. Yeah. What time did you end up getting? Thank you so much. Yeah, we really, really loved it. Um, got to the hotel 10. Oh, yeah. After an in and out pit stop. All right, so are you done after today, or is there more to do? Tomorrow, James Gordon. 
Oh, he's fun. That'll be easy. Yeah. Are you, you doing, doing the show or are you singing in the car? I'm doing the show. Ah, excellent. I wish I was singing in the car. You should tell him that. Yeah, I should. I'll bet you he would let you do it if no, you wanted to. No, it would be a bad idea. That's right. He never wanted to hear me sing. Man in the mirror. See me, he could be man in the mirror. I've been practicing it. But you need to do it in a mirror. Not as good as Michael. You need to do it in a mirror. You need to do it so you've just gotten out of the shower, the mirror's all steamy, you just need to wipe it down and look at yourself and just, yeah. gonna make a change. <laughs> you keep fogging up and you gotta keep yeah, it's just, just sweating the entire time. That's fun though. Corden's nice. Yeah, no, it's you gonna guys be great. A good time. Yeah, you have a. Uh, I'm sure there's a. I'm sure there's a fun. I'm sure there's a fun uh, uh, English Irish rivalry that you can play with. I don't really care. Good. Um, but everybody's looking for funny stories, which I always seem to fail bringing out. They're like, "So did anything funny happen?" I was like, "Did anything funny happen when we were shooting?" Yeah. And then I can't remember. You're like, "Well, I, I always remember them boring. after we're done with the press." You're just like, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I should have said that one oh, story. That, that was actually kind of funny. Yeah. You should, or just, <laughs> just don't tell them what it is. Yeah, lie. Gotta make sure you lie. <laughs> Why do I lie? <laughs> Definitely. Oh, it was hilarious. You should have seen. Vigo did that on uh, Letterman. <laughs> it said that when we were doing. Um, dangerous method he was like yeah Michael's a really nice guy but you know pretty intense he's got this weird sort of uh, preparation thing where he ties one leg up behind his back <laughs> and hops on the other leg and it's before we do a scene so we're kind of waiting and then he sort of releases the leg and it's like okay good we're ready to go and next thing he straps up the other leg and starts you know jumping he's like you know he's like one scene we had to do in a boat <laughs> but the delivery was totally dead bad did you ever get asked about it like yeah <laughs> You should have said, give me a second. You could like, yeah, away. exactly. It's like, you know, we've all got our ways. <laughs> I don't know how you... I mean, when you're working, Whatever you're works. pretty focused on work. So I don't know, you know... Yeah. the or idea, jumping. Yeah, or jumping to get prepared for That's your work. Right. That's right. But I never... But that idea of like, what's the funny thing that... I don't... I, I, I feel like that really. got started from like George Clooney movies. Like, it, like they would talk about pranks he would do on set. And then I think everyone just assumes that everyone is pranking each other all day on sets now. That One time, George Clooney, Dutch Oven, <laughs> Julia Roberts... <laughs> That must have it on every She's movie. She's held her head under the sheets and farted nine times. It was great. And then Whoa. we shot. Yeah. Mel Gibson, too. I think he's a bit of a prankster, isn't he? Prankster, yeah. yeah. I'm never in the mindset for it, are you? <laughs> I am, but then, you know, I'm just too lazy. You had to pull it off. To, to put yeah, it yeah, I got to say place. all these words. I do, I do do certain pranks on April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. I did one um, on um, this job, Murphy's Law, which is a TV show about this cop. Uh, undercover cop in, in the UK, and um, I sort of got together with the, the the main guys, James Nesbitt, and another one of the actors, uh, Mark um, Womack. Yeah, that was Womack. Um, uh, sort of decided. I said, okay, you're gonna, you know, pretend, you know, attack me, and uh, you know, Jimmy, you'll be the guy that sort of breaks us up. So we have the whole sort of thing going on, and it was great. We sort of bedded it in through the morning, you know, so I would be talking to Jimmy, and Jimmy's like, what did you say to him? And you can see, like, grips and stuff going by, pretending that they're not listening in, but, you know, just in earshot. And we built it up for, like, an hour and a half. And then he would have a conversation with Mark, and Mark was like, just tell him to stay fucking away from me, yeah? <laughs> and so this was building up, and then we are in the kitchen, I said, okay, it's on now. And I was like, boom, threw myself up against the fridge, and I was like, oh, my God, I think you broke my nose, and Jim's like, Jesus Christ, no, Mark. The director came in, his face was fucking grey. It was green. He was like, Jesus Christ, and I was like, my nose, I think it's broken. <laughs> of course, all the producers had the cans on, you know, so they were out by the tent going, what the hell's going on? 
Um, you should have done that four, on this four, movie. Four, that would work. Like, yeah, I did another one on my parents, which was which was pretty mean, actually. Yeah. I told them I was arrested, and they had to come and bail me out. <laughs> That's extortion. That's not even a prank. Yeah, yeah. And production, you know, I didn't want production to find out. I had to get to set. <laughs> The funny thing, but you have to be careful with anyway, stuff like I'm that. Telling that story on James Corden. Oh, shit. <laughs> but if you, that's my funny. You got to save him. You have to be. You have to be Don't careful though. You have to be careful though because if, if now nowadays if that gets out, then it's like then you just have to put out fires because it, all the press is like, oh, Michael Fassbender got in a fight. No, I should have followed it through and let it go all the way to TMZ. You know, I pulled the plug in it too early. That was a yeah, problem. Yeah, you should have let it spitball yeah. and get yeah, bigger. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then it's a real April Fool. <laughs> but the tabloids, they don't, I mean, I feel like people who get covered a lot by tabloids are the ones They who, don't stick to the facts anyway. So it yeah, it matter. doesn't really matter. Well, listen, we're in an age where that doesn't fucking matter anymore. Sure, it doesn't like, have there's to be tabloids. No, doesn't have to be anything. It's like, oh, I saw a thing on the internet. That must be the truth because that's what I already want to believe. Great. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares about anything anymore? Yeah, you know what? Just make up stories about the movie. Who gives a shit? That's it's not gonna, gonna absolutely. Yeah. It's that's absolutely not gonna. It's not. It's not gonna matter. Yeah. But it's so hard to the 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 talk show circuit is tough because it's it's just like you have seven minutes. Like how do you like immediately come out and be engaging in seven minutes when yeah. you have to pretend like you're just having a brand new conversation? And all it does is it takes you just stumbling over the into a story. And oh then you're, yeah, you fuck the whole thing. <laughs> it's all done. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's done. I ruined it. Yeah. I don't have time to tell it now. Yeah. It's like you know the pre-setup. You know, so do you uh, like playing football? Well, there was this one time when I yeah. was playing football. Funny you ask. <laughs> No, next question. <laughs> just pull the Charles and, Grodin. And they just look at you. This isn't what we went yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. We went over this. Maybe that's what you should do. Maybe you should fake a fight with Corden instead of, like, he just says something that kind of rubs you the wrong way, yeah. and then you guys and just, just end up... Hit him over the head. With you the just, you over Who else is on the couch with you? Who else are you doing it with? Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Oh, oh that's awesome. perfect. Diane Lane. Oh, man. Oh, my yeah. God. It's got a good, that's a good, it's gonna be good, fun, yeah. good couch there. That is yeah. a really good couch. Those yeah. are all heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Yeah. I'm just in there to sort of back them up. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know them at all? Have you worked with them before? Uh, I've met both of them. Uh, I worked with um, uh, Benicio on uh, Terrence Malick movie. Um, and yeah, great guy. I mean, I, you know, um, I've been a huge fan of his for ages. So it was a, it was a, a real. Um, yeah, it was special to sort of get to, to do a couple of days' work, and we were improvising, so it was it was a lot of fun. Do you have like an? Did you study improv when you were training? I studied. Yes, I'm cla- classically trained. <laughs> classically trained improviser. Don't you know? Um, <laughs> no, you know. We did a bit of improvisation. I remember actually one time I joined this um, theater improv group uh, in London, and we we put on this improv thing. <clears throat> Where basically you had your character, you know, they give you the character and then everybody else had a character, but you didn't know what there were. And then on the night you'd say, okay, listen, this is the deal. You were together with this girl 15 years ago. You abandoned her in a desert. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, very specific. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, idea. which yeah. desert? Okay, i got to go away and prepare this. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I remember I, I wanted to vomit. I was so nervous going on uh, because you're really dependent on, on your partners. You right. Know? Because it can just turn into a shouting fest and, you know, just uh, hitting a fucking dead wall. You really need somebody to uh, to, to, to sort of to, to be receptive and to, to sort of work well with you on it. Otherwise, I mean, you do it all the time. He's master of it, so you can probably tell, tell us more. But it's uh, otherwise it just ends up... 
being a mess. You know, all it takes is one person to try to hog the scene, and yeah. it's just and it, it's no, that's fine scene. actually. One person hog the scene, then the other person takes you know the low road. <laughs> uh, it's just as long as one is balancing the other. You know, it's right. fine if one hogs the scene. It's good actually. Somebody's in charge, and the other person you know goes subservient or whatever. Uh, and you uh, can flip that later down the line in the scene. You know, I hate it when it's like you're doing that in like a movie, and then you can tell like, oh, this person prepared this. This isn't even a fucking improv. Right, just someone like <laughs> like <laughs> testing something out that they. <laughs> Fifty <laughs> optional improv things. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to improvise at the, the bus stop improv. Yeah, let's the see, at page yeah. twenty-four, bus stop improv. <laughs> well, I feel like it's so. Expe- I feel like it's, it's almost expected now for people to, especially when you're doing comedy, like, oh, maybe the end credits will be all of the funny improv outtakes yeah, that I we know. didn't get to use in the movie. But you guys are so fast. I mean, that's that's the the, it, the terrifying but, thing. But it, even like even just doing it. It, I feel like I started all the directors. I feel like a lot of the comedies they were also they're all choosing the same exact way to cover it. So I think if you have any common sense, you can watch these movies, and it starts to become pretty clear when people are going on runs, which I feel like takes me out of the movie now. Like right. I like the improv when it feels like oh it's just slipped in and that's like, right. You don't know if it's it was just written or not. In. Yeah, <laughs> but now it's like you're like oh here comes the part where one it's person's talking and everyone else is just looking at them weird and it's going on for five minutes. Right. Like, oh this was a run that they didn't, <laughs> they didn't edit they out. They <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, on Vice Principles, we Jody and I were basically on that, just like let's not improv in it. Like let's just like Stick get to the, the script right. and get them good and just not like mess around that much. Like if we can, we will. But on Eastbound, we would like do one take of what we wrote and then just wow. spend hours just like t- going down these long roads, of just like <laughs> where you're by. And it would take forever to edit the show because you'd be like, well, fuck, this scene could literally go like. Thirty different ways, and you don't. You start to become odd to even know what to choose. You're like, I don't. I have no idea what we were going for or what we should oh, stick yeah, that's with. Tough, especially and, on a series, because everything you say immediately becomes canon to the story. Yes. So if you start going down weird, if you start like elevating, and then later on, you're like, oh yeah, that's right. We already said that thing, yeah. so we've committed to this thing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, we didn't need to do that. I know. It's it, it is. It, there's like a balancing act, I think, with it. I think restrictions it, are great, aren't they? They I are. I think within restrictions, you have great freedom. Yep. You know, it's like you're not allowed to move beyond this table. You know, something simple like that. Or your character, one of his legs doesn't work. You know, uh, or so, you know, whatever it is, it's like that you have boundaries to work within. And then it's it's much easier. Whereas if the options, as you say, are you know infinite, then. Where do you go with it, and, and you know how do you go about editing it later? So, would you rather have a director say to you, "Here's what I want," or if has, has someone come to you and go, "Now just do whatever you want"? The ideal thing is to have a really good script, <laughs> and you know, and then like you know, like Danny said, I mean, that's everything. You know, the script is everything. From there, you start to work, and if you've got a really sc- good script, then you're in a strong place to muck around and do, you know. Um, you know, off-the-cuff sort of moments within a scene. Or, you know, actually, one director I'll, I'll always... I always remembered it, and I, and I would use it if I ever directed myself. Um, Andrea Arnold, she would do, like, a take. Like, so we would do the scripted take. Um, then we'd do an improvised take. And that works really well, I find, with kids. You know, when you're acting with kids, and sometimes when they have to learn a very, you know, it's like this is the regimented dialogue. You can see they kind of sometimes they freeze. And um, the young actress uh, Tyler on on this, she was so good improv wise. You know, it's hard to keep up with her. But when she was scripted, she would sometimes be very contained and sort of stiff. Um, so it was interesting to see playing w- with it on that level. And also she would do, which I thought was really cool. Then she would just do a silent take. 
So you would do all the intentions oh, physically wow. oh, yeah. and go through the scene. You just wouldn't do any of the dialogue. And I always thought that was a really smart uh, thing to do because it just gives you so, so many options later in the edit. Oh, so she and she's just taking bits and pieces from each one of them. Or the she things. just does the whole, you know, takes the whole scene as a silent scene, as an option. Or she takes moments from that scene that were silent, you know, and mixes in, you know, with the the real script or the the, the improvised version. Yeah, I guess if you're uh, uh, not being an actor, I'm taking a guess. But I guess if you're an actor, if you rely too much on the words, then you probably get caught up. Uh, well, for me, that's why I'm really slow at learning my lines. It's a nightmare. You know, some friends of mine, they just look at it once and they're good to go. You know? <laughs> Seth is like that. I said, Rogan, I don't know. Are you, are you that's how like I do it, too. I just kind of, I yeah. can me- memorize very quick. Hard, yeah. Hard for me, but not for you. Um, <laughs> that's so, the only thing. Like <laughs> <laughs> <But> everything else. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so I'll learn them, you know, to a point where they're rotten, you know, by the time I get to the, you know, the days of shooting it, um, you know. I've done it so much that, you know, I'm not even thinking about that. So I can sort of, you know, have fun and enjoy the other stuff. Yeah, well, uh, Danny and I were trying to figure out if you had a weakness, what it would be. And now we know it's just that it takes you 20% longer to learn a thing. But that's really about At least 20%. At least 20% longer. That is the only weakness. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else, imperviable. Also, the entire Steve Jobs movie improvised, start to finish. Yeah, which was tricky, you know, uh, to keep that rhythm up. You know, that's the thing. You know, improvising an Aaron Sorkin script, no. Uh, improvising Quentin Tarantino, no. No, maybe not. Except, except Quentin said, the one person that can improvise my dialogue, Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, and, of course. And, and it's true. I came and sort of visited a set, and uh, they were doing a scene, and I could just hear Samuel L. Jackson. It was kind of like, you know, Shakespeare. Just the sort of, you know, his rhythms and, you know, the, the words that he was hitting stresses on. And, oh, that's awesome. It, yeah, it's so cool. So cool. And it is really f- interesting to see guys who... It wasn't really until they were like in their 40s when they started locking in and, and figuring it out because it is – it's a relatively unrewarding process. Or they had time. it figured out but nobody no one discovered else. them. Right. You know, um, they had it figured out for a long time. It's just it took a, a while to sort of, you know, become noticed, you know. Did you figure it out? Did you know pretty quickly? Oh, I figured it out from birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, it was uh, <clears throat> no for me. I, I kind of you know, it was it was interesting because I, I came out of drama school, classically trained, of course, um, <laughs> and <Of> course. <laughs> another string. <laughs> I didn't finish though. There is a weakness. <laughs> I do have a recurring dream about finishing that drama school. No, but you didn't finish, and so then your career exploded. You actually made the right choice. Uh, explosion. <laughs> um, no, it was. Uh, I, I, I left six months before the finish. Then I got a theater job, and then. I didn't work for about six months after that. And then I got Band of Brothers. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm off. You know, <laughs> Here we uh, go. Here we go. I was like, that was easy. <laughs> and then I didn't work really that much for the next you know, five years or so. Really? Yeah, very sporadically. So, uh, uh, you know, um, all the Band of Brothers money was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, la- didn't last the five years? Yeah, it didn't last the five years. Couldn't stretch it. Um, <laughs> All right, Spielberg, I'll do your war movie, but I want 100 mil. You hear me? 100 mil. It's going to cost you, see? <laughs> no, you just look. You better pay up, Spielberg. <laughs> Why, you, I oughta. Um, no, but uh, it was... Uh, Spoke up with that dinosaur yeah. money. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was... Um, I, I kind of did sort of odd jobs and stuff like that, and, um, and so when I got an opportunity, you know, around sort of 27, 28, I was just very sort of, you know... Uh, focused in terms of if an opportunity came my way, I wasn't going to let it um, you know pass me by. Yeah, 
I mean, focus is a. I feel like focus is a great way to describe. When I see you on screen, I just go, God, he's just so fucking in the scene. He's so just flawless. It's the focus. It's the eyes. He doesn't blink. He may not be human. That's it's the non-blinking, and you and you got my secret. I was like, just don't blink. I learned that from the guy that played Jesus Christ. What was that film or whatever? He said he said, I'm just not going to blink. As That's Jesus. How you do it. And I was like, so simple. Yeah, because Jesus' so eyes effective. probably stay pretty moist. He yeah. probably doesn't need to. He doesn't. Yeah, need yeah, to yeah. He's, yeah. He's got the holy. Sp- yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah. He's, he just he's got there's the holy no. Spirit. He's always moist. He's he's moist with the power of God. Mm. Is what it, what it is. Right. <laughs> hey, Deb. Can you go in the, just go through that door, and then on the other side of the bathroom wall is the thermostat, and you can yeah. just flick the air on. Oh, put the heat on. Let's get Did it you turn on. the heat up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it up. I just want to see what happens when three dudes just start sweating out of their clothes and slowly start just to, hey, guys, it's a little warm in here. You guys, oh, no. you guys feeling that? Hey. They're kind of lightheaded. <laughs> hey, Danny, put your balls on the table. Yeah, they're pretty sweaty. I don't know if they're really sweaty. Sliding right off. Funny, actually, I was, f- talk about a funny story. Actually, this uh, prop master, I was on a, uh, a another job, <laughs> a television job. Uh, I think it was um, it was Poirot. 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 Uh, he's like an inspector yeah. or something. He's like French Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, French likes the sweet things. <laughs> he's got the mustache. <laughs> um, and the, the the prop master came over to me, and he was like. He was like, I just found this this bird. Uh, this baby bird fell out of the out of oh a nest in a tree. Here we go. And I was like, Oh my god! I was like, Look at that! And what he had taken was he'd taken his scrotum sack. <laughs> And sort of taking it out of his zipper a and classic. clenched it up in his hand. That is yep. a classic, yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, it was the first time I'd seen it. Obviously, you guys have seen this before. Well, the, but the, I was thinking you could add the sound effect to it. As know. a bird egg is good. I've seen it you as like, like I, got a tu- I have a tumor. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> the American variation of Stroke it. Is, oh, I sat in gum <laughs> and it's just like squishy ball skin. Mm. Apologies. Gum does not look like <laughs> testicles. Gum looks exactly like whereas a, whereas a little bird does. <laughs> looks just like a testicle. They get that all the time. It looks yeah. like, yeah, yeah, scrotum skin. <laughs> and, uh, of course, uh, in today's day and age, I feel like someone would be instantly fired for yeah. sexually harassing other people. You can't group. pull the bird joke yeah. anymore. I no. fired. I got him fired. Good for you. Yeah. I was like, Good that's you. disgusting. I'll but there was only to so you could steal the joke and do it to other exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. That's, there's your alien story. One time Ridley came into work and he said, look, I caught yeah. a bird. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And look at this alien egg. <laughs> look yeah, at <laughs> look at this little xenomorph. Look at this egg. fake. Look at this face hugger. <laughs> this tiny little face hugger right here. Ba- baby xenomorph. What do you think? I'm thinking about putting it in the scene. <laughs> that's what he was dropping in the in the cement at, uh, at the Chinese scene. Yeah, he was just. He's gonna uh, have two hands and a nut. Is what he's doing. Just one nut. Walk of fame. Yeah, one. Just one nut. One. Yeah. That seems strange. Yeah. <laughs> I favor the right. I favor the right one. It's stuck. <laughs> were you? Danny said you were racing uh, Ferraris on a. Um, yeah, last weekend. Yes, yeah. at uh, Laguna Seca, fantastic uh, track, and yeah, just um, Ferrari Challenge, which sort of been running since 1992. Basically, sort of set up for for clients of Ferrari to sort of go racing. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was it was incredible. It was a real childhood dream of mine. So that's cool. fantastic. Yeah. What did you drive? Uh, it's the 488 Challenge. So it's the 488 streetcar, but it's um, you know a challenge version, uh, sports. Um, version of that, you know, track version rather. Is there? Are you? Were you? Were you a race car driver in a previous existence? I believe so. Um, no, I just always loved, you know, go karts and anything with the steering wheel. You know, so I couldn't wait to grow up so I could get my provisional license. Seventeen in Ireland, and my dad sort of let me 
drive the car when I was 12, sort of on the sort of little private road um, where, where I grew up. So uh, I've just always loved it. And, um, and, you know, Ferrari reached out a couple of years ago and said, are you interested in, in joining this challenge series? Ass. God yeah. damn it. They haven't called me. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> hey, Danny, this is Chuck Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> We'd like you to drive the Kia Soul this weekend. <laughs> a, uh, a race in Van Nuys. Would you mind driving Michael <laughs> Fassbender? Like fun, actually. <laughs> Would you mind driving Michael Fassbender to the track? <laughs> Can you pick him up? But like, yeah, uh, I'm, like there. I'm there. Not too early. You know, not too early. <laughs> Let him sleep in a little bit. <laughs> do you like cars, though? Are you in? Are you, you know, I uh, I do. I, I, mean, I haven't had any desire to race them, but it sounds like it would be awesome. Mm. It's a very intense experience. You know, that first time where. Where you're actually in a race, and you know, and there's because you know you do the free practice, which is uh, you go around the lap, you try and sort of find the right lines and sort of get your times down. But then when you're surrounded and there's 20 cars in the track, it's pretty, it's quite an experience. Is there anything about it where you feel like, oh, this could be the last thing that I, I ever do? No, I didn't feel like that at all. But crashing into somebody is, you know, that's a very strong possibility. You know, there there are incidents usually in the first lap and usually in the first two corners. Um, so just trying to, you know, not crash into other people, basically. Do you have to have a special kind of insurance to race, or is it just like the race's insurance? I think you just sign away your life. You're like, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Progressive much covers like, you. Yeah. yeah, nobody's responsible except myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Michael Fassbender crashes car, does 12 movies in 2018 <laughs> that have nothing to do with anything. Yeah, you know, that's how it is. But I feel like they know, like, they, 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 that, that, I think you're right. I think that must be insured by the concept of whatever it is they're doing. But I would be nervous if everyone else are not professional drivers and it's just like, oh, these are just all yeah. dudes who own them. That's right. That makes, that would make me nervous. I'd feel okay if everyone else was a professional driver, right. but not just mm. a bunch of palookas, like, yeah. out there. Like, oh, this isn't, full, this isn't fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Everyone's, everyone's really passionate, you know, there. I gotta say, you know, all the drivers and, yeah, they're, they, you know, they're not professionals, but they're, you know, they take it pretty seriously, and obviously they don't want to crash either, right? Because it could take them out of the next race if they can't get the car repaired in time, or you know, um, certainly take them out for that race weekend. So it's, uh, but you have to keep your, you know, your wits about you for sure. It's, I feel like it'd be tough to go back to just driving at a normal speed after you know what it's like to open it up like that, and then you just start tr- cruising in a neighborhood at twenty-five miles per hour. Feels like it wouldn't be as fun anymore. Yeah, directly getting into car directly <laughs> afterwards is a little dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Stopping at a light yeah. or not? What is this shit? <laughs> no, I don't get an erection driving anymore. This is no fun. What happened? I don't know. It is. It, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about cars. I just know the. I like ones that look pretty. Yeah. Uh, but but that I think would be super 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 fun. You like the speed though, right? Obviously that's why you bought. Yeah, but you can't really um, you can't drive very fast in Los Angeles anywhere because it's just all it's just a mosaic of traffic. Not at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> even even so, like you think that, but then you get on the freeway and you're like, ah, oh, the fucking fr- they're fucking doing construction now in the middle of the night, you know, because of this this <laughs> mythical subway that's going to connect the yeah. entire city. But uh, actually, you could take your car to a track. And, you know, take it out there and give it a go. And God, I would drive it right into a wall. It's just not. Instantly. Instantly. <laughs> Instantly. It'd be, I mean, I could, I, you know, I was like, my wife would be like, all right, babe, we'll see you in a sec. Woo, crash. Yeah, someone rescue me. You know, like, I just don't, I just feel, 
I'm not anytime I try to pull off anything that's even remotely cool or dexterous in any way, it's just not. It's instant fail. <laughs> yeah. You must have just some sort of an innate. I no, don't know what it that is. That happens to me too. <laughs> so trust me, like uh, you know, I've been surfing the last sort of five years, and it's just make, I make a fool of myself every time I go out there. It's uh, it's a very humbling. Don't laugh. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, it, no, it's a it's it's a very humbling sport. I bet uh, you, I bet you look like an elegant seal. <laughs> just. <laughs> An flipping, injured seal. Flipping and flopping <laughs> through the waves. <laughs> An injured one. Are you ever concerned that any of your physical activities... Uh, it sounds like you don't really worry about it. Because, you know, if you get injured, obviously, you it's very hard to work. You know, the thing is, I've been working like crazy for the last 10 years. And I haven't really, you know... I've just done sort of, you know, a lot of sort of jobs back to back. So now, this year, I'm, I'm just doing stuff that, you know, I want to do outside of that. And yes, you know, you definitely, you know, you can get hurt and I suppose either of those things, but, you know, I mean, it's fun. Mm. What makes you so comfortable? <laughs> Danny and I are trying to figure out how to siphon your comfort and confidence level in life. Trust me, I'm not, you know, in, in all of these things, I'm definitely sitting there going, oh, shit, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, especially if I like, you know, if I'm paddling out and it's sort of, you know, high, you know, the waves are bigger than what I'm sort of, you know comfortable with that's that's not that's scary or in that car as well you know definitely you know breathing and stuff and just trying to sort of see maybe we just need to try more things you see i would go down to the beach to surf and i would get there and if the waves were big i'd just be like you know maybe i just wanted to come here and walk in the surf <laughs> maybe i'll I just really didn't want flop to around where the water just gets i i don't feel like getting wet today you know, i don't I'm feel gonna like get into boogie today. boarding i really feel like that's what it's all about boogie boarding yeah boogie boarding's good in a wave pool <laughs> yeah you know i'm just gonna go to a water park <laughs> You need to go to the beach. I feel like I'm approaching these things pretty conservatively, to be honest. Like, I see some guys that would be raging on waves and just have that no fear. That's not me, for sure not. That, that's called, like, being in your 20s. Yeah. Where, <laughs> yeah. you just, where you just, you know, it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, I got all the time in the world. Some, some big wave riders, you know, 50, you know. Larry yeah, Hamilton, but, they, you know, but they started, you know, they started when they were young. It's like, yeah. I feel like... In your forties is a rough time to be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start tackling the waves now. Never done it before, but it'll probably. That be is fine. the problem. I started five years ago. You know, mid thirties, right? A bit late, right? So I'll always look like you know a guy that started at thirty five. You just uh, turned forty. I just turned forty. Yay! Oh, nice. It's nice. When did you turn forty? April second. Oh, I turned forty in December of last oh, year. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. nice. That's great. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> There's yeah. no more lying to yourself. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no version of acceptance. It's all about acceptance. <laughs> oh, well, in my life. Like now it's time to sing that. Yeah. Yeah, someone told me that, uh, like, at 40, you feel better than you've ever felt in your life. And at 50, it's just shit. And I'm like, oh, man. Why'd you say the second part? Yeah, yeah. so you just got 10 years. Yeah, just, well, five now. <laughs> it felt like shit when I turned 40. I felt, I've never get bummed out on birthdays, but after 40, it was just like, Ugh, this kind of feels great gross for about two months it was weird <laughs> i didn't like it no uh-huh. i didn't mind it, didn't like it. <laughs> plus you had the post christmas blues you know? I yeah, did. It, was it was all it's yeah. shitty weather you're old yeah i'm just like i think my tits no are getting sick. bigger this is weird <laughs> guess i better just sit here and lick them while i'm on I my the back tits of a 40 year old this is gross <laughs> <laughs> oh god why do i have these <laughs> oh fuck oh. uh yeah i don't know it just uh it just sort of seems like you're more comfortable and you're more... I, 38 was when I freaked out. And then yeah. after that, I was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, yeah. it doesn't, doesn't really matter. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. 
I think it helps to have a lot older friends too. Yeah, he's like, yeah, they. Seem you still okay. feel young. They're yeah. decomposing. Yeah. First. They're, the, they're, the, <laughs> they're right. the canary in the coal mine. Yeah. You're just like, well, we'll, we'll worry when something happens to them. Then, then we know it's real. <laughs> <laughs> How many heart attacks? Oh shit! <laughs> I guess I'm next. All right. <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> uh, are you already working on something else, or are you? You're no. taking a break. Yeah, I haven't you know, done nothing all year. It's been great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Are you good with free time? Absolutely. That's great. Mm. Not everyone is. Well, I guess, you know, you guys work really hard over here in the States. You don't have uh, many holidays at all. Um, but, uh, and so, you know, I guess, you know, it takes for sure, it's not an immediate, you know, um, uh, position where I'd be like, okay, cool, I'm on holiday, I can relax. Usually, you know, it takes maybe a week or two to sort of actually sure. decompress and get into sort of not doing anything. Right. But then, you know, most people here are back to work again. How, how many weeks off do you get in, in the States? Um, well, I, you know, I think everything's different. I, but I think just for what we do, it's just terrifying to stop because it's so hard to create momentum. And once you do, you're just like, oh. If I take a week off, it's all going to fall apart. <laughs> this is all going to be gone. You know, like, so it, you know, which is not the truth, but it's still, it just feels like, it's just so hard to get things going that it just feels, it just feels wrong to stop. Well, and like in this town, especially anytime you drive around, I mean, it's like there's constant billboards. Everything's just reminding you about all the stuff other people are doing. Right. It's like, oh, man, they're making a lot of stuff. Look at all these new movies. Look at all these new shows. And you don't live here and you don't see those billboards. And you're just like, eh, maybe they're not doing anything. In maybe. Maybe, <laughs> maybe everyone's taking my pace. It's good. <laughs> Is that why you're moving back east? Yeah, so I don't have to look at billboards of, of Netflix shows. <laughs> I just escaped the billboards, man. <laughs> Sick of seeing all these goddamn Amazon Prime shows. Fuck so. it. God damn it. Where are they, who are, how are they making everything? YouTube Red? What the fuck what is, is this? this? What is this? There's too many platforms. There's just too many platforms. What do you want to do still? What do you want to do that you haven't done yet? Surf and race. <laughs> well, you're still you're, you're, yeah. you're working up to it. I'd like to direct, i got to say. At one point, I'd like to try that for sure. What type of movie do you want to direct? Something small. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I don't really know, uh, water. I don't have anything particular in mind. Um, but yeah, that's something I, I definitely want to do. You should, are you directing your Halloween movie? I'm not. David Green is going to direct it. I'm not going to even be in it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to write it and produce it. You're not even going to be in it? No, I'm just going to write it. Yeah. No, you got to be in the Michael Myers mask at the end and be like, hey, it's me. And then just goes. That's what I I keep. I don't know how people get my email address, but they do. And I get emails every day from random people across the country that just send pictures of themselves in the Michael Myers mask saying, "Uh, are you casting for the movie yet? Here's me. And it's just like some fat guy in the forest behind his house with a mask that someone has taken photos of him. It's like the weirdest kind of headshots. Like, all right, okay, yeah. He's got a great body. He looks good. Now, Michael, let's take a picture in a mask and email it to you and go, hey, what do you think? Yeah, I sent mine in. Michael Myers. <laughs> this is pretty scary. So how did they find you at, I have at, no at Danny McBride at me.com? Yeah, it's really impossible. Why would they email to crap? How would they? Yeah. Or Gmail or Yahoo. Plain yeah. sight. Yeah. Or right there. There's just a few uh, combinations and then you find me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. Danny McBride 2. Oh, it's not clever enough. Not clever enough. Do you? It's this type of movie. This movie that you want to direct is it? Is it, uh, is it dramatic? Is it? Is it funny? Is it? Uh... Hopefully, all of those things. Um, 
I, you know, I don't know. I just, um, I just like to sort of spend some time, you know, behind the camera and doing that side of things. You wouldn't want so to be in it, though. Um, I wouldn't want to be in it, but sometimes, you know, to get it made, I might have to be. Sure. Um, you know, or, you know, if it works out that way, I'm, you know, definitely not adverse to it. I just want to get the opportunity to, to, to try doing that. Do you ever feel, <laughs> do you ever feel oppressed by the amount of choices that I assume that you have? I mean, it's like if someone goes, hey, you can do anything, you know, there's all these different types of movies you could do. How do you know which one to do? I don't, you know, and it's hit and miss. You know, you just sort of read something and um, uh, respond to it. And then, you know, I'll talk to sort of, you know, the um, both my agents, you know, one in uh, the UK and, and one here, and we'll sort of discuss, discuss it. And then I'll go away and think about it and just make a decision. Um, but, you know, it's not... You know, it's an incredible position to be in. Honestly, it's uh, it's it's such a lottery. You know, to sort of be in this position, to be here now in this place that I'm at, it's just a lottery. And um, to to have the options is, you know, it's not something that I'll ever think. God, you know, this is you know oppressing me. <laughs> it's, it's it's just uh, I just really feel like you know. When's it going to end? <laughs> and no, you know, it's like, wow, I'm still here. I still haven't found me out. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't think I've met anyone who does this that doesn't think that. Like, everyone just thinks, like, when are they going to show me the door? Right. You know? Right. Well, yeah, because it's – for when you haven't really gotten to work yet, it's very hard to – even conceptualize what that would be like for someone to go, you, I want you, get up here, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of time, and the reason I use the word oppressive is because I think people get so in their heads about stuff. Mm. And you can get super fucked up if yeah. you're worried about yeah, when can. are they going to find out? Oh, when yeah. are they going to? Because yeah, then you're yeah, just not enjoying any of no. the stuff when it's happening. Yeah, that's torture. I think, you know, just the thing is to. Yeah, not think too much, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> uh, you know, and basically just, you know, go for it. And, and you know, again, like to, not to be stifled by all that sort of um, outside pressure that you would add, you know, oh, is this going to be good? Is it, you know, and what's the sort of going to happen next? I just, you know, take risks, try to learn, you know, and that's it. Um, and if somebody pulls the plug, then I had a good run, you know. I had, uh, <laughs> no, seriously, you know, I, you know, I had like really sort of proud and... Uh, and, and very happy that I got to work with the best people in the business, you know. Uh, so I feel like your movie has to be called The Man in the Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Two. <laughs> yeah, you start with the second one. It's like when things really start heating up. <laughs> then you can go back and make the prequel. Yeah. Just Man in the Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, after that. That'd be fantastic. I mean, it, you, you, there must be things that you... Boy in the mirror. The boy you in the mirror. Yeah, and then you grow up. Yeah, old man in the mirror. <laughs> Dead man in the mirror. But I mean, I feel like there must there must be things that you do where you feel like oh, it'd be really fun to showcase that. I mean, do you ever choose roles based on it'd be great to try to exercise that particular muscle? Um, yeah, I suppose. I mean, what I would try and do is look at something. First of all, I try. I don't intellectualize too much about it. I read something and it just sort of. Like, it, it'll affect me, you know, I'll, I'll be sort of drawn to it um, or not. And then it'll, uh, I'll be sort of, you know, who's directing it? And then it's like, have I done a character like this before? Or is there something new to, you know, uh, to, to explore here? And then you get a script like Frank, you know, something right. film like that, where you're just like, this is bonkers and, you know, fantastic and just totally original and fresh and fun. 
And the, the idea of sort of, you know, wearing a mask through a movie, um, not dissimilar to Michael Myers. You've got to give him that, true. Give him that Danny. I have, I have done mask work already, um, just so you know. The entire time you can move around, you can, you know. You don't you even have to turn up to work. That's the beauty yeah. of it. You know, you, you can just, can say, just you send in the double. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. I'll be there late. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, seriously, you could let someone else do it the entire time, but this is the end. You could lift it up, and it could be him, and mm. then put it back down, and no one would ever know the Or multiple times the mask falls off, and it's always a different actor. Underneath there. It's like, wait, was that Michael Fassman? No, no. Is that Danny? Hey, is that, that Tony Danza? Like, you just got to throw in a curveball. You just got to throw in a weird curveball every once in a while. Do you live in the States or do you live back? At, do you live in London? Uh, I live in London tw- 20 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, the, the community there just feels like it's so, you know, America is so. I, I'm jealous of a culture that is such, that's such a close knit culture. I just feel like in Lon- London would be such a great place to live. I mean, you can. You, know, you talk to co- comedians; they basically just tour around and just keep doing the same mm-hmm. cities over and over and over again in a landmass about the size of California. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the states is pretty incredible in terms of diversity, you know, and and, and just landscape and, and people as well. So many different types of white people. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some. Well, like, you know, some of us tan a little bit, and then we some of us get like red, and then just white. No, but I mean, if you look at something like you know New Orleans, right? Uh, so different to here, uh, to New York, San Francisco. You know, Austin is a very individualistic yep. city. Um, uh, yeah, I guess it's just what you're used to, isn't it? You know, for me, Europe's home. I just you know that's sort of you know the mentality and you know. Um, and just sort of the culture of it is uh, where I feel, you know, best. Yeah. Uh, you were born in Germany. Yeah. Which part? I was born in Heidelberg. Um, and then we moved to Ireland when I was two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then so – because I – for the longest time, I didn't actually know what your ac- your actual accent yeah. speaking voice was. Yeah. I know it's weird, isn't it? It's kind Mandarin. Of str- it's a strange accent. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I did spend some time in China. <laughs> now that you mention it, um, but I know you speak German. Yeah, badly. This is why Man it's in the Mirror two should be a German. That's right. You need to You're sing right. it in German. Yeah. What does Man in the Mirror in German sound Falco like? Style. Falco style. <laughs> of course, I remember Falco. Yeah. Yeah. Der Kommissar. Der Kommissar. But then he did an American version. They did an English version of it too. You know, which wasn't as exciting. Oh, did they? Yeah. Don't turn around. Oh, oh. But he didn't sing it, did he? I believe he did. Oh no. I think he did. And they were they were concurrent. They they were both hits. Alice Kla, here comes Alice Kla, here comes the shot. Shot. What is Man in the Mirror in German? How does that how does that sound? Um, what is uh, what is Man in the Mirror? Jesus, yeah, Man in der Spiegel. No, uh, um, yeah, Mensch in der Spiegel. That's the, I know grammatically that's wrong. <laughs> Somewhere I, like that, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, something like that. Well, you'll learn for when you shoot it. I'll learn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah, learn because it. that's exactly what's going to yeah, happen. It's going to happen. I feel like if we say it, someone will report it, and then it's automatically and then it's true. Fact. Exactly. And then it's fact. It's out there now. It doesn't it's matter. Real. And then it's real. And then you have to do it. Then and I your agent's going to call you and go, did you agree to do I'll, this? I'll put it on my Christmas album, which will be coming out this year. <laughs> which is going to be great for Danny, because he's going to be bummed around Christmas time. Yeah, it'll be called Covered like in Love. 41. <laughs> and it'll be a selection of cover songs. Lisa's Fastbender album's out. I've, I've already, I've, I've, I've already come up with the with the with the album cover. It's me in a tuxedo on a horse. Love it, fantastic. Yeah. No, no pants. pants, no pants at no all. No shoes. I'm yeah. thinking. No shoes. Okay, yeah. 
I mean that too. You, I mean, but the no we, pants is better. You think? Well, the, maybe no shoes. Maybe just give leave yeah, them wanting yeah. more. What yeah. about no pants yeah. butt shoes? Subtle. No pants butt shoes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Butt shoes. What are butt shoes? They keep your <laughs> they keep your butt from getting muddy. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah. That's so smart. If you have to walk That's through rocky. If you have to walk through rocky terrain on your butt. Yeah. Because sort of sometimes your, when you're going downhill, you do kind of you do slide. a little bit yeah. a little bit of sliding. sliding. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. a dog with worms. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What are those? <laughs> I feel like you have so many jumping off points for Corden. You know, like it's. Yeah, I'm warming up here. <laughs> <laughs> what other cover songs are on your cover album? I was thinking Winds of Change. Of course, yeah. I would feel really badly. Yep. It's not bad at all. It's moving, yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I can already feel the winds of change. Yep. In. That's the AC, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Down to Gorky Park. <laughs> that's two. Yeah, that's two. What else could I put on there? I mean, you got eight. Like a good any 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 album really needs like eight songs. Mm. You don't have to fill all eight. I don't know. Maybe some suggestions. Perhaps? God, what would be a good one, huh? Um, oh, I don't know. Probably Uptown Funk, Up- and then anything by. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. And probably the uh, theme song to Keeping Up Appearances. I could do With or Without You, you too, but in oh, opera style. That'd be oh, great. That'd be yes, great. Yes, you already yes, got the yes, accent yes, for yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. You totally it's could do be that. genres for each of them. And then anything yeah. by Gordon Lightfoot. Maybe The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald or... Me and my wife always sing, like, Nine Inch Nail songs to each other, but in, like, a sweet voice. Just like, you know, <laughs> I want to fuck you like an animal. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I wear this crown of shit. Nursery rhyme style. That's how we put our babies to sleep. (laughs) This is the first day of the last day. (laughs) These are all good ideas. But uh, I know they said you had a hard out at 2.45, so I don't want to, we only have, that means we have five minutes left. Oh, shit. Where do you say something else there. Smash you got a hard on at 4.45. They said you got a hard on at 2.45. Where is it? Show me that bird. Show me that little injured bird. Oh, that bird looks like he's feeling a little better. That's how you get them to come over. Yeah, it's real. It's here. Yeah. That's when they're, when they're looking down to touch it, you can do it because they can't see you whistling at yeah. that point. Yeah. You hear it? And then yeah. <laughs> look closer. Oh my god! Now the be- I think the best. I think the best reaction to that is just pretend like you think it's a bird the entire time. Oh yeah! Oh, that's great. Right. Where did you find him? Until the guy realizes he's just an adult man with his balls in his hand, yeah. and then he has to like. And then shake their hands. And hey, then shake their hands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or if they get upset about it when they look up, you just slap them across the face and just. Like, that's right. How dare you? That's right. Confusion is the best yeah. option. What just happened? Confuse. <laughs> Right. <laughs> if I want to take my balls out, I just yourself. take them out. I don't have to make a sketch out of it. I don't have you. to make a play. I don't have to make a weird ball play. I just take them out. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> that's like the, that's like the Billy Connolly sketch where you you know he's caught like masturbating, and the first thing you're supposed to say when somebody catches you in a compromising position like that is like, "I'm glad you're here." <laughs> <laughs> You invited this. <laughs> and then you have to tell them that a, that a spider has fallen down in your pants. <laughs> and you're trying to shake it loose. <laughs> Is that part of the Connolly bit? Yeah. He's uh, great. Do you yeah. see a lot of comedy? Do you, do you like... It seems like you... I do. You know, uh, the, the last time I saw... Um, 
live comedy I don't get to see that much but I, I saw uh, Dave Chappelle oh, in yeah. um, Montreal which was incredible oh just for laughs or just for laughs yeah, yeah. just for laughs um, so that was a uh, that was that was pretty cool. That, that Just was, that was cool. He's amazing. He's incredible. He was a master. How long it did he seemed do? Like he, it seemed like he was improvising, actually. I mean, I don't know how much of that. That's what you can't tell is that he'll just light up a cigarette right. on stage. That's right. And someone will shout something. He'll just start talking. That's, yeah. Like, was this written? Is he just, because everything just comes out so perfectly formed. Yeah. And it's so pretty brilliant. Yeah. Nonchalant. Yeah. Uh, it was excellent. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Almost upsetting to a, like, fuck. Yeah. Someone can do that? That's, yeah. Why would anyone ever do it now? What's the point? There it is. Yeah. That's the perfect incarnation of that thing. And we were talking about it uh, yesterday, weren't we? Um, Eddie Murphy, Delirious. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it the, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that one's got the poop shark. Uh, Goonie Goo Goo. Goonie yeah. Goo I think Goonie Goo Goo was. Falling uh, down the stairs. I think, no, I think Goonie Goo Goo wasn't Goonie Goo Goo in um, a Raw. It's in Delirious. It's when he's like talking about the G.I. Joe underwater. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh, right. No, I'm sorry. Okay, no. Umfufu is in Raw, where he marries. <laughs> you got to get those words. He's like, right. oh, I just, right. I just pulled your That's ass the off half. the zebra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half. Half. I want half. Yes. I mean, that was an incredible time to go see, like, stand up in a movie theater. I remember seeing both of those, like, in a movie theater. Yeah. But it's just not, you know, now you don't need to, unless you're Kevin Hart. Yeah, then I you guess. Can do it. But, but no one else. Suits. Yeah. Who else did you, if you liked Eddie Murphy, who else did you like? Richard Pryor, I'd say, would be absolute favorite. Um, uh, Bill Hicks. Yep. Um, at the moment, Louis C.K. Yep. <laughs> yep, cut to three hours later. Um, uh, Shecky! Green! Keep going. <laughs> I feel like I, I want to see you do more comedies now. Because you're obviously... You're obviously funny, so uh, uh, why? I don't know. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to. I'd love to give it a go. Um, but again, I find you know, f- f- I guess I find it, it it's such a hard genre. I mean, really, out of all the genres, it's kind of the, one of the hardest because a drama is a drama. You know, you can't question that. You're like, well, that wasn't a drama. <laughs> but, but I mean, well, very dramatic was it? That's not drama. How many people that, died? That is not drama. <laughs> I know drama. <laughs> but like you know, comedy. If people aren't laughing. It's not a comedy, yeah. right? You know, and um, I guess you get the same thing for a horror, or a, yeah. a thriller. But it's uh, yes, the audience can turn on you in those genres. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you can tell when you're in there, like, ooh, people are not liking this. Yeah, yeah. with the drama, you've got an immediate like, measure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, well, they're be- laughing or they're not. Yeah, exactly. Because with a horror or a comedy, it's like the the intention is very specific. Yeah, mm. but drama can just be like, oh, nothing really happened, but we saw a slice of life of this, you know, boy yeah. growing up. Maybe that's what they wanted me to think. Yeah. I was just, it was just boyhood. I was just talking about boyhood. Oh, yeah. That's I was just talking about boyhood. I don't have kids, so I didn't, like, I didn't really get boyhood. And I ran into some friends. I mean, it was fine. I thought it was fine. But by the end, I was like, wow, it was just this guy growing up. What a... And I came out, and I ran into people I knew who have kids. And they were just sobbing. Oh, fuck. I was, I was never... God damn it. That was exactly what it's like. I, I don't know. I don't have kids. I guess I didn't. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like... Hours of that. <laughs> uh, what about you? What are you going to do for Halloween? Anything you want to? What, what am I going to dress up as for? No, Halloween? I mean, what are you going to do for the movie Halloween? <laughs> do you dress up for Halloween? You know, I do sometimes. I haven't. I haven't done any a good costume recently. I feel like I'm always like working or something, and you just kind of the crew gets to dress up, and then you're just dressing up as a 
for a living. For a living. <laughs> I want to be myself for Halloween. This Halloween. <laughs> this year for Halloween, you I went in like... the movie Alien. Yeah, uh, yeah we do. We do sometimes. Sometimes Fun. I do. Yeah. Uh, it just sort of depends. I mean, I always feel like. I always feel like the, my costume has to be funny in some way, which is stupid because no one cares. But, um, yeah. My favorite costume was uh, Luke Skywalker, Texas Ranger. It's uh, so pretty it was good. Like uh, the hats and then the lightsaber on the holster and then the boots, but the robes. I had like a go-to for a few years where it was between like a monkey mask and a tiger mask. And then you just wear a Hawaiian shirt and you just go as a party animal. That's like what is. Nice. That's it. And you just God alternate your heads out. Yeah. God damn it. Well, party animal. It's like the Jim Belushi character in uh, Trading Places. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Look what happened to me. That's all exactly. Of that guy. That's all you around. do all night long. Uh, well, Alien comes out Friday. Alien Covenant comes out Friday, which is uh, what is the date? What day is today? Thursday. Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, the seventeenth. So just stay alive for a few more days. And you That's all you got to do. Then nope. Saturday, yeah. please fucking care. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> go see it again. Yeah, go then, see it again, and, and then fucking <laughs> just give up after that. <laughs> like let it go. <laughs> it's all over. Uh, but it was really great chatting with you. Thank you so much Likewise. for coming and sitting down, man. It was a Thanks pleasure. For... You uh, equally as nice the second time. <laughs> the second time I met you, uh, Danny McBride. Any, I, was, I was saying, is there anything you want to talk, anything you want to say about the Halloween movie that you're writing? Uh, just that I hope we don't fuck it up. That's the main thing. I hope we, <laughs> that I hope is we the mantra, it. isn't it? That That's is the what mantra. We're working very hard not to do. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we're just stripping it down and trying to not make him, uh, you know, Michael Myers Frankenstein, which is, I think is like what happened in like the later sequels of it. He just became where he was like indestructible. Right, he's not scary anymore. So we're we're trying to make him real. I think you mean like Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> nice try. Frankenstein had a monster. Yeah, yeah. Nice try. One percent Rotten Tomatoes already. You said Frankenstein, not Frankenstein's monster. You make him like Frankenstein. He's just this mad scientist. Yeah, we don't want to make him like a scientist. We're trying not to do that. That's been something that's that really bothered thing people. Yeah, of making Michael Myers like a scientist. You just want to make him like an indestructible beast. Uh, the Bunsen burner. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a say, he's, he's just trying to get those kids to shut up so he can finish his experiments. Yeah. One night a year, you guys are so fucking loud, yeah. knocking on doors. I'm doing physics. Just you can Making use magnets that. here. If you want to use that, fucking magnets. <laughs> How do they work? Uh, thank you. So thanks for getting that. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Alien Covenant, May nineteenth, Friday. Go see it. Danny McBride, Michael Fassbender. I imagine that's the way it has to be said, right? Absolutely. Michael Fassbender. Louder. Mm, louder. Yeah. Louder. Yeah. Louder. More intense. Louder. Fassbender. That's, That's better. better. Yeah. I put the <laughs> emphasis on the second one instead of the. Well, I would mean, imagine Americans are like Fassbender. That works too. And you're okay with either one? Totally. All right, fine. Yeah. Uh, look for covered in my love. Covered in love. Covered in love. The it's Christmas. The Christmas album of covers by Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Any um, decent outlet should have. <laughs> Any of your KTEL records yeah. or your Columbia uh, House music, Columbia House BMG music, Blockbuster, Target, Target, everywhere. Target will have it. Walmart uh, and uh, the Flying J truck stop. Yep. Uh, thanks for being here, everyone. Enjoy your burrito. The end. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, 
her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's going to win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's going to be backlash about that. Oh, just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.